Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga Rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, feel nigga Still nigga Still nigga OJ like I'm not black, I'm OJ Okay House nigga, don't fuck with me I'm a feel nigga, with Sean Cutlery Go play the quarters where the butlers be. I'ma play the corners where the hustlers be. I told him, please don't die over the neighborhood that your mama rentin'. Take your drug money and buy the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. Uh. I bought every 12 Yo, this your boy, Chris J on the mic. You listen to another glorious episode of no chill on the podcast another legendary episode of no chill of the podcast this will be episode 12 i believe yeah i know we went on another hiatus but wedding business is real and all of that <laughs> wedding planning is real and this podcast <laughs> hasn't made me a check yet so until then <laughs> it's gonna be on the, uh, it's literally something i will continue to work on i just let y'all know but hey and also appreciate all of those viewing the uh, Facebook page as well. Shout out to y'all liking it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate y'all liking it. And for those on Twitter who like the tweet, make sure you use the hashtag No Chill on the Podcast when you are talking about the podcast. And make sure you do like the Facebook page, No Chill on the Podcast. You will see the nice little picture logo and everything of me and Kenny and me dabbing and everything on it. Uh, of course, <laughs> I got my lovely fiance on this. On here once again. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey y'all, up. what's up? It's Kenny G. We still doing this. <laughs> we definitely are. And we not got because somebody asked me like, "Y'all not doing y'all podcast no more?" And I was like, "Yeah, but we literally down to like two weeks before we get married, and like a week and a day before we move into our apartment." So. It's real out here, like you said. So, yes, we're still doing this. Very real. So, you've pretty much been hearing giggles and laughing while we do, did this over-exaggerated introduction and also PSA about the uh, status of the podcast. But we do have two lovely guests. One have been one was on here before, my boy Chaz. He was on the Raw and Uncut. Just go ahead and do the podcast episode. Chaz was good. And we hey, and we got his girlfriend of many, many years, <laughs> uh, Tierra, on here as well. So it was good, Tierra. Hi. All right. You wanna, Hi. All right. The world heard you. All right, cool. So <laughs> you want to introduce yourself <laughs> anyway? You want to give a quick, like, summary of who y'all are, what y'all do, and all of that? Um. Hi, guys. My name is Tierra. And, um... Born and raised in Chicago, Southside, Inglewood, represent. <laughs> and um, currently a student, trying to become an occupation therapist out here in these streets, but that's it. In these streets? <laughs> you think there was schools in the streets? She was born and raised in the field. <laughs> that was funny. Yo, what's good, man? It's your Chaz vibe on the mic. How y'all feeling? Mixtape coming 2017. But um, 
yeah, still in school. Same thing in the fields. Trying to pay my tuition. Might not go back. Just started working at Adidas. Shout out Christian and Cousin. You feel me putting up numbers? And, uh, yeah, we're going to go crazy on this podcast. All right, cool. Hold on. Tierra also forgot to mention that she is a YouTuber up and coming. She has a very nice YouTube channel. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did a little shit about that. That is like I like dang. Busy out here in these streets. Exactly. I like shot your own thing out too. Like, we no, I just purchased a camera. That must cost too much money to me out here, and I had that many subscribers. So, subscribe to my channel. My name is Simply Shy. I changed my name. Um, yeah, so check me out on YouTube. Simply Shy is spelled S H I A. So check me out. And we've also played Chaz's music on some of our earlier podcasts. Um, I think we've played it like as our outro. Yeah, outro and one time was an intro. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Uh, and we will play one of the newer songs he dropped at the end of this episode as well because I always got to support the man's. Absolutely. Because once he make it, I'm extorting his ass. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> what you want, bro? Hey, man. Look, you, I'm Suge Knight for a reason. I look up to Suge Knight. Well, at least it's... Oh, no. I ain't coming. Oh, no. I just came to do the podcast. Hey, look, man. Big fella, I'm sorry, bro, but <laughs> things gonna go left. But let's get right into it. So, well, I shouldn't say into it because who we about to talk about first really likes going into things. Uh, and also letting things go. Jesus. It's no chill. Mm-hmm. But uh, R. Kelly, <laughs> Chicago legend. So if you don't know what R. Kelly's been up to, pretty much he has a cult of young teenage girls, young women adults, and just out here just have a, and just out here just using them as sex slaves, brainwashing them with urine laced urine, urine laced uh, brainwashing. Uh, Things and stuff like that. So he out here wild. So you want for real? Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna say, get your sensor button ready, babe, because uh, it's been a minute. I'm just gonna say, (laughs) off R. Kelly, right off the bat. Um, (laughs) like when (laughs) when that P video first came out many years ago, they called it the P video. I mean, we were really <laughs> too young to understand it. Like, what mm-hmm. I think, I want to say between 6th and 8th grade. Right. So, we were just like, first of all, my I don't know about your parents, but my parents wouldn't let me watch the video. <laughs> and I went to a Christian school, so, I mean, and even though we did some things, nobody there was watching it. So, that whole video, it didn't grasp onto my generation. But this right here, nigga, this, I, I, I can't separate what he's doing from his music anymore. So at this point, it's just like, had to take all of R. Kelly off the wedding playlist. I was going to dance with my stepdad off of R. Kelly song. I was going to dance with your mom off of R. Kelly song. But we can't do it. Because it's just like, and for people yeah, that's comparing it to Hugh Hefner, those are two completely separate things. Like, yeah. I just, I, I just can't. Look, man, you know, people are stupid. 
They're just stupid. But Terry, you want to give your, uh, your opinions on it? Yeah, so I would say, like Ken said, we were younger when that video came out. I can actually remember sitting on the porch, and my uncle was, like, telling me about it. He, he's not that much older than me. And I think I was probably in, like, maybe fifth grade or fourth grade, and I'm just confused. Like, he's doing what? Under what? Like, I was just so confused. And I will say one thing. I, I was on Facebook, and one of the girls that just recently graduated, she was talking about how, you know, the black community, you guys need to stop supporting R. Kelly. And one girl commented and was like, we're going to stop supporting him when his music isn't a hit. And that's, like, one big thing that's the problem, that we see him. Um, we try to separate his music from him as a person. Like, oh, you can't be looking at his personal life. Like, you know, just look at his art and what he creates and stuff like that. But if we see what he's actually doing right now, he's having, like, holding a coat wherever they are. Um, and this is being funded by his sales from his art. So it's like... At this moment, we do need to mix them together because we're giving him the opportunity to do these things by, um, like, you know, continuing to support his art. So I feel like it's really bad, and we need to, like, call him out on it and, you know, like you said, take it off his playlist and stuff like that. And it's hard because so many of it, like, Step in the Name of Love, I don't even know, that's the name of the song, I guess. That song is so, like, iconic. Yeah. That's what everything every event and it's like so hard to like you know um you know stop listening to it well for me i really don't listen to it unless i'm you know somewhere like that but mm-hmm. um yeah it's just really hard but at this point at this point it's just getting out of hand it, it's kind of been out of hand um so yeah hey i just want to say to Phil wonder you said what you heard me chris <laughs> no i didn't hear you I said, I just want to say, Dave Chappelle warned us. He did. Dave Chappelle warned us, literally did. Like, he warned us from jump. Even nope. Boondo- and, gee, this goes back to that Boondocks episode that trial Art Kelly <laughs> went in. Uh, Boondocks- Huey went yeah, they, on his They rant. hit it right on the He hit it right on the head. Yeah. And that's, that's like, after this came up, I was like, I rewatched that uh, scene. And I rewatched the whole episode itself. I'm like, that is literally one of the most important black episodes of a TV show ever. Because mm-hmm. they it warned yeah. us, it's a lesson buried in there that we got to low-key, got to, like, look, R. Kelly needs help. And we never gave him the help. It's a damn shame we didn't give him the help. But he really mm-hmm. gave him the help. Nobody never offered to find him an older woman. And thing is... I mean, he was married right. to an older woman. He was also married to Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, so it's like, look, you can't really, you can only go so far, and all of that. So it's it, literally we were. Warned. Everybody was so, uh, everybody was so quick to call Kanye out on his stuff, but when it comes to R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying? It's like, whoa, whoa, let's think about this real quick. You feel me? And it's like, what R. Kelly's doing? It's like, that's a whole nother level. You feel me? That's that's a, that's a completely different level. Like, yo. Buddy need help. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, stuff like that is really, it's really not cool. And it's like, just like T.O. said, the music, you know what I'm saying? The music, that was everybody's judgment. You feel me? It's like, support the music, you still, you're still supporting him and like what he's about. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, people just got to find out like, like stand. You feel me? Like, I mean, what's out you choose? Pick a side. You feel me? But like, don't be on the fence trying. 
trying to, um, what's that word I'm looking for? The fact. Uh-huh. You feel me? What's going on? You feel me? But, like, personally, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I rock with R. Kelly. Like, have you ever liked that? You feel me? Like, you make good music, but, like, stuff like this is like, okay, I'm not really trying to support something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that, I wasn't made that way. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We all hit it right on the head. And that's the unfortunate part about being in a community where mental health is so taboo. Like, in the black community, mm-hmm. now it we're slowly starting to discuss it more. But before mm-hmm. 2017, like... You couldn't talk about somebody's mental health, like, and if it had come up at like a family function, like that one family member you got is like, no, shh, 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 don't talk about it. No, no, we don't talk about that. So, I mean, this is a problem that he needs help. (laughs) Like, this is not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, it's been going on for a minute. Yeah, I just. <laughs> do need help and it sucks like cause thing is like make, Chicago got too many going on Chicago got just too much going on we don't need R. Kelly out here now we don't now we got out here R. Kelly hiding a group of girls just hidden and right. all of that and, and like, that girl in the video she was just like I'm in my happy place like girl you don't even know what a happy place is like come on sis she off, she off the urine lace brainwashing uh, mechanism <laughs> like, Mugs think I'm joking that's dead I think he's really peeing on them and they losing their mind <laughs> that's how a person in a cult sounds happy place you're right that's the, she used every key phrase I heard ever and it's just like this just like we do this on every episode, I'm extending an altar call to all those ladies. If you need help, come to Jesus. If you need a church, come to Elam. You know what I'm saying? It's a place of, it's a place of refreshment. <laughs> yeah. But no, for real. That's serious. Oasis. Yeah. Right. Oasis. It's an oasis, a place of refreshment, man. <laughs> no, but that's real. Like, I do feel really bad for those ladies. I feel I bad do. for their parents. I feel bad for their friends. Cause I was looking at this one. I think you shared it, but yeah. this one post where this girl was just like, "I miss my friend," and it would have been like, you know, we would be celebrating your birthday or your graduation. And I'm just like, damn, man, this is this is real out here. This ain't no fake news article. And BuzzFeed came with all the facts. That was a long article. It was. I read, like, at first I read, I was just skimming through it, reading parts here and there. Then I was like, let me go into more detail because I'm clearly, I'm missing some stuff too. And, like, I will literally put all the blame on R. Kelly, but low-key, the parents also got, sorry, I don't want to be that person, but I look, but the parents also got to hold this L too. Cause this is my main problem. This is I mean, everybody, thing. yeah, everybody's at fault too. But my, this is my main parent. This is the only thing I'm gonna say about the parents' in negative sense. Because for one, well, two things. R. Kelly has does not have a history of putting on not one as much talent there is here in Chicago. R. Kelly's not responsible for not one, mm. not one mm. piece Absolutely. of talent here in Chicago becoming rising up or even getting known. Many have tried, and yeah. I heard stories where R. Kelly's like, "Oh no, I'm just you could uh, be 
throw you in a, his little writing dungeon and all of that and just help him make <laughs> stepping up anthems and inspirational anthems and stuff like that. Like, I heard he's, like, low-key, like, worse than Birdman and just, like, he nobody just don't know. Really? He just That's what I heard. I heard stories. Like, literally, you know, I know to me, just off Twitter, I know people I know. and all that and just the stories they share and stuff. I believe it most of it. Yeah. And then on top of that, gee, we know this dude is known for peeing, he's known for peeing on little oh girls God. on camera, and also he uh, married a little uh, a teenage girl of Aaliyah. Rest in peace, guy. Rest her soul. So literally, that's two examples of literally where your daughter was in danger of Art Kelly, and you thought he was gonna help put her career on and all of that. Uh, he kind of kind of hold that hell. Right, he's not Bill Cosby. Exactly, he's not like exactly. He just don't have that like yo. He doesn't have to clout like that. And same time, as parents, you got to kind of like yo. He has not changed. He has not changed yeah. at all. Like that, literally, I read it was like somebody did like a. I think it was Fader or somebody. I read an interview. It was an interview. Was it? Yeah, it was an interview on Fader. A pretty like a little detailed uh, interview they did with R. Kelly, and like they when they mentioned anytime it was mentioned about children teenage girls and stuff he just gives some weird fake deep as uh work around around the question and all that and do mention it at least a good five times in the one article and all of that so like he's oh, still yeah. doing what he's doing he is still doing what he's doing he does not get not one in the world so he's doing what he's doing and i also really believe this one twitter story where they said he this dude worked at a hotel and he said r kelly had a group of girls and uh, gray jumpsuits following them around, and nobody could talk to them. And gray jumpsuits? Hell yeah, like they were inmates. What? I believe that story. I, I may sound OC, but it sounds believable. Wait a minute. Sure. And I, I had to... Um... Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw a picture of... It was like... R. Kelly and then another guy, you probably, you guys probably don't know him, but he was on um, the American Next Time Model or something. He was like one of the hosts, but he's obviously gay. He's out and it's like um, everybody knows he's gay. And they were comparing the two. Like, you would probably, you know, um, be harsher towards the gay member of your family. Like, oh, you shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't be doing this. Like, get out of my house. Like, the mothers would do all that and try to, like, you know, come at the person who is homosexual. But then when it comes to the person who's known for, like, molesting children in the family or, you know, talking, you know, kind of slick to the little teenagers of the family, they will keep them and they will, like, shelter them almost. Like, they don't, you know, want to acknowledge that they're doing stuff wrong. So it's like that's almost what we do to R. Kelly saying, you know, well, that's fine, but his music is still good. You know, we, we, we still R. Kelly like that. Yeah. And I feel like that's wrong, like, across the board. Yeah. Uh, I feel like as a community, we didn't let stuff like that slide. It would help us as a, as, as a black community, as black people, you know what I'm saying, to get stronger and build up. Okay, letting stuff like that slide, it's saying, like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like saying you need help, like, mentally, like, mental health has been, like, a real... Matter of fact, it's always been, like, an issue. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's it's... It's reaching the surface as of late, mm-hmm. you know. Just letting stuff like letting stuff like that go on. You feel me? It's, it's not going. It's not going to change the problem. Things are just going to get worse. Going to keep building up. And um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. 
And the good thing about our generation is, like, we're at least bold enough to speak on it and not afraid to, like, you know, throw, it under, the, throw it under the carpet and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, just sweep it away. Like, no, we're going to talk about it. We're going to you, put you out on it, too. Yep. I mean, you know, some people mm-hmm. overdo it. At the same time, it's like it needs to be said at the end of the day. And at least it makes me happy about our generation. We're, we're, that sh- we're striving for that change, mm-hmm. not just in our own community itself and our own families and all of that. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, yeah. that's the beginning. So we could uh, prevent R. Kelly from doing this all over again. Because if, literally, if R. Kelly came up to my daughter, I'm beating his ass on sight. Mm-hmm. If I see him at the water, oh. low-key, R. Kelly be at the, oh yeah, Chaz, you may occasionally see R. Kelly in the water tower, just so you know. That does not mean you what? get he he literally I seen him go uh walk around but at the same time if he sees like a group of people who do recognize him, he goes through uh the uh the back doors. Mm. Yeah, if he got the juice like that. Interesting. Or he just or he's that's where he has his code of girls and uh like oh, waiting okay. for for him at forever twenty one. <laughs> so just so they can expose, you know, get a breath of fresh air and stuff. So Oh god. But let's move on. So, earlier, you pretty much heard the intro song, The Story of OJ by Jay-Z, uh, 444, which we'll discuss after this. But, OJ Simpson is free. The juice is loose. Again. Yep. It's beautiful. First of all, <laughs> shout out to Jason. I did not know that Jason was such a... <laughs> Wait, what, what are you talking about? When OJ Simpson got released... On Jason's Facebook page, he had a whole praise break. You didn't see what? <laughs> I missed that. I don't know how I missed that. Yes, he did. Now I gotta go to his Facebook page, y'all. I am. How did not, I miss that? I am not kidding. Shout out to Jason because he listens to the podcast too. Um, but Dang, I didn't know he was uh, OJ. I didn't know I didn't he was Jason OJ. was OJ I Stan. He, G. I think he calls him his uncle or something. Wait, that would. Yeah. I'm about his uncle. <laughs> uncle, dang. Wait, 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 I gotta find the y'all. Uncle OJ. See, oh, dang. Come on, Facebook. He probably deleted like it. <laughs> no, I just saw one. Okay, because I'm gonna say, damn, I'm like, Jason out here, biggest OJ stand ever. He wasn't even around when OJ was out here bodying uh, white folks. That's what I'm folk. saying. So when I saw, see, it said, <laughs> the juice is loose. All right, now go and sin no more. <laughs> he gonna see. I would just like to thank and praise God for the release of my uncle Orthol James Simpson, also known as OJ. Hallelujah. Jason OC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I didn't know he was an OJ stand. I didn't know either. I'm like, dang, he was like Jason only was 16, so he was born in 2000. OJ was kind of irrelevant at that point. But hey, yeah. But hey, man, research, we, man. hey, hey, look, we all should be in support of OJ, despite the because the fact that he made it possible to uh body white people and get away with oh, it. Oh God, that's why I'm cool. Yeah, with OJ. he got, he bodied white yeah. people and got away oh, with my it. God. Is it cool that he bodied his wife and her affair lover? Hell no, that's not cool. That's abuse. But he got away with killing white people. We can't even do that. I don't grant that photo without oh, getting murdered my God. on sight. Oh, baby. I didn't know he was in jail for nine years. Yeah, I didn't know it was nine years. It felt shorter than that. That makes me feel like that. It was nine years. Yeah. Stealing his own stuff. He got locked up for stealing <laughs> his own stuff. 
They, and the thing is, they admitted that he stole his, he had the right to get his stuff back, like, I think halfway into his, uh, what you, into uh, his sentence. And, they, and so then when his parole came up, it was like, it was light work. Wow. And the fact that he still had yeah, to really come out people. Sitting before. Wait, say that again, I didn't hear you. I say, y'all know he's going to come out richer than he was before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and also, salute to OJ also for finessing them white people during that parole oh, healing. He, them white people still loved him. They're about what? to have a show find the society. Love. It was called the Juice Pumps and Signs Lover. So, I forgot. So, yeah, I'm like, he about yeah, to get it this was, bag. Uh, OJ about yeah. to get this bag. It's OC. Yeah. He's really about to get this bag. Book. Interviews. You know once he write a book, it's over with. Oh, that book going to be so lit. It's going to be full of lies. I'll kill white people and get away with it. Exactly. But it's going to be so legendary. You can't throw him back in jail because he's going to do everything in his power not to do anything stupid again. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to go back to jail. He could admit in that book he killed them, G. Legend. That's, that's a little depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you can't get double jeopardy. I mean, exactly. double jeopardy. That's a little depressing. Uh, it's kind of effed up. It's savage it don't acquit. Like, gee, quit. it's crazy. OJ gonna get out of jail. He's gonna hear Jay-Z. He heard Jay-Z talking shit about him, made a whole song. And then he's gonna watch the TV show with uh, Cuba Good and Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much being him. And then he's gonna be <laughs> being 30 for 30. Like, oh, yeah, dang. I was talked about a lot the past couple of years, huh? I'm OJ. He said, I'm not black, I'm OJ. <laughs> and literally, I, I wish I was present. When, I wish I was a fly on the wall when he said that. I, that's I just wanted to be okay. present when he said that. I'm like, wait, what? You do say what? And shout out to Dave Chappelle also, because Dave Chappelle talked about him too. Oh yeah, Dave Chappelle. Did, oh yeah, Dave Chappelle did do that on the stand-ups. He, he, um, he was like, yo, I had bro. I looked at him. He looked at me. He did that. <laughs> <laughs> he that did that. He said, I looked at him. He did that. I just want to say shout out to black comedy because they be knowing like the Chappelle show, the boondocks, like black people be knowing and people don't like to give us our respect and our credit. Exactly. That's why we're the best lawyers and the best judges. Cause we see through the bull. <laughs> we Easily. see through the bull. <laughs> we see the finesse. And that's the best part. Easily. We see it. I... Hey man, shout out to OJ man. You're a free man. I hope you listen to the podcast one day. Get you up on it. What would we get OJ to be like our first major like guest? That'd be so lit. Babe, what what will we talk That's about? That's lit. We'll talk about how jail was. It's life. Exactly, it's life. How was it, man? Exactly. How was it? How did it feel to be like one of the uh, first uh, black people? One of the first black people accepted by white people to the point where you thought you were white. Mm-hmm. Thought you was untouchable. Well, he was untouchable until they told him, yo, we're going to put you in jail for stealing your own stuff. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Legend. I mean, that'd be cool. And then he finessed the white people to still like him during the parole hearing. The lady was laughing, cracking jokes with the guy. <laughs> Even when he got black and aggressive, they didn't shoot him. You know, yeah. they love to shoot an bl- aggressive black man. You're right. You're right. They love to shoot cop black men. Exactly. So it was like, dang, he got aggressive and still walked out 
free man. You're right. Now, hopefully, Kris Jenner allow Chloe to see her father. Oh, God. And then we're going to end the OJ topic with that. that, I'm going to end the OJ topic with that. Kris Jenner allow Chloe Kardashian to see her daddy because we know he is the father of Chloe. It's just, it's a known fact. They look too much alike before the surgery and all of that. It's facts. But anyway, moving on, let's talk about, since we already talked about Jay-Z, we're going to talk about the greatness of and the resurgence of Jay-Z, the rapper, uh, 444. Woo! Greatest album. What's your favorite track? Favorite track? Dang. Kill Jay-Z is cold. Uh, 444 yeah. is really good. Like just like the overall song and atmosphere of 444 and Family Feud was just fire to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just a lot. Like every it's not a bad song on there, but like Kill Jay Z is definitely up there. 444 and Family Feud definitely my favorites off that. Yeah. Um, I'm really feeling Bam right now. Um, with Damian Marley. Bam is definitely the banger on that. Though. Yeah. Um. Kill Jay Z, four forty four, definitely. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't had it in rotation since it came out. So, um, what's y'all's? I want to say, I like his, his flow. Everything just sounds so refreshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole album, his bars, his voice, you know, his flow, the beats. The concepts, everything is just so, you know what I'm saying, so, like, new and refreshed. I really like it. Uh, as of right now, my favorite song has to be, like, The Life of OJ. That's a song, ironic, the song I've been listening to, like, the most. Because uh, I've, I've been focused on my own music lately, so I haven't really been, like, really into that song like that. But the song that I've been listening to the most has to be uh, Life of OJ. I see. But as a whole, because I listened to it all the way through when it first came out. And like I said, it's just, it's just so new. You feel like it's the same old Jay-Z, but it's like, I don't know. New, I, w- I don't want to say new and improved. Like, you know what I'm saying? He like fell off. He's bad or something like that. But like, you just seem so fresh. You feel me? So let me ask you this. As an artist, what does this album mean to you? Like his, him being, how old is he? Like 44 or something? Ain't there 50? Yeah. Like, him being 44 and him coming out with this body of work that resonates not just with our generation, but with his generation and the generation in between ours and his. Like, what does his growth mean to you and your work? If any. To me, it just... It shows... It really shows just, like, the beauty of, like, real music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how old you are, your music is always going to be different. You know what I'm saying? If you talk it from your perspective and you're giving your perspective on life, you feel me? And he already, like, a talented artist, so we ain't really got to worry about that. But he just kept it real. He just kept it 100. And, you know, like, he wasn't trying to be, like, you know, like a culture vulture or, like, trying too hard to appeal to this generation with his music. Because if you do that, then you become temporary because things change all the time. Mm-hmm. But Jay-Z, he just kept it real. He talked about things that matter. He talked about what needs to be said, what needs to be exposed. And I feel like that's why it was able to resonate with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because he just, he just kept it 100. He, made, he just made good music. 
So, you know what I'm saying? To me, that just, that just helps me, like, just to keep growing, just to keep creating. And, um, you know, just to keep being myself. Because if I keep doing that, I'm always sound new. Because yeah. I ain't trying to be like nobody else. I ain't trying to follow no wave or nothing like that. I'm going to make music, you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? God says it's time to stop. You feel me? So, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I really like about the album. The, the timelessness of it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Great, Tierra. Any thoughts? Um, so <laughs> I didn't get to listen to the whole album. I was looking at, I was that person that was looking at lyrics on Twitter because, you know, I don't have title. But I found a um, song, and I don't know what the name of the song was, but he was talking basically about, like, you know, wealth and how in the black community we can't be focused on, you know, getting these temporary items, like, you know, to floss in front of everybody, but we trying to, you know, build wealth for, you know, generations to come. And I did, like, um, agree with that. I'm all about saving, saving, savings. I haven't really invested it um, a lot, but if I had a chance, I would do that because I want my children and my children's children to have money and to continue to, you know, produce money from the things that I've given them. And I feel like he's really um, showing black people, like, you know, give back to your neighborhood. Like, you don't want, I thought what he said, like, you don't want your mom. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I resonated most with, resonated most with, with the album. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, this album said, like, it, it was a lot. Like, with me going to the album, my biggest fear was, because with Jay-Z kind of, like, don't care about rap, before I felt like, before this album dropped. Like, Magna Carta, Holy Grail's meh after I grew, after I faked liked it for, like, a year. So I was just, like, in my mind, I'm like, dang, Jay-Z really just don't care about music. He's just going to be a regular dad and all that. Then occasionally he'll drop a verse and make us, and then make me fake think, like, oh, he still got it, he still got it. But I just didn't believe in the Jay-Z album being good all the way through no more. And then he comes out with it. So when I first heard Kill Jay-Z, it just came and just hit me. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, one thing about Jay-Z, off the first listen, I was able to catch everything that he wanted me to hear. And that a lot of artists just don't have that ability mm-hmm. and all of that, where it's just like off first listen, you catch every single message he's throwing at you here and all of that. And I was able to catch the, like, hey, the Kanye diss, hey, future, uh, somebody teach your kid how to play football and all of that. that I catch did, all of that. I want to say, see, I'm going to be honest with you. Because, you, you know, future, my boy, that, that hurt. Too, bro. That hurt me. It did. I was like, that dang, gee, I can't, I couldn't. Like, dang, not future. <laughs> <laughs> like, future ain't and, like, it, it, no. I can tell he didn't mean to because with Jay-Z's all about the double entendres and stuff like that. So, yeah, could have been a shot towards future. But it was just saying, like, hey, fathers, if you don't raise your kids, it's going to be some other dude, mm-hmm. another corny dude. Because I'm sorry, Russell Wilson is a cornball in my opinion. But uh, Sierra's up in his petty levels lately, as I can tell. But Russell Wilson is out here teaching his son how to play football, playing catch and sh- And, like, yo. It happens, but like you catch stuff like that. It's like double messages to that, and just it just happened to be future got caught in a line of fire. Kanye just telling like, "Yo, gee, you're stupid in OC right now. You gotta chill and all of that." That's why I'm not hanging with you and that crazy ass family. And then, then with story of OJ, you hearing him talk about just like 
overall just talking about everything, talking about how we just like build up credit, how to just like how he could have bought a building that was like three million, but now it's worth like twenty four million when he was younger and all of that. And then just each song had had a meeting, and then just talking about, and then he opened up about his affairs uh, with Beyonce and all of that. And though people being head ass saying, "Oh yeah, Jay Z made it uh, cool for guys to cheat," no, no, it's not. No, if you that was your, if that's what you got out of it. You're being a cornball. I'm sorry, you're being corny as hell. Because pretty much he's saying he literally said it was a lead of problems during the cause of him cheating, and that he low key said low key. This is some stupid shit I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I need to grow up or I'm not going to have a wife nor a daughter and mm-hmm. all of that. And somebody's going to be uh, playing dress up with my daughter. Mm-hmm. He didn't want that to happen. So he raised he, and he literally opened up and told us that. He also uh, opened up saying like, hey, my mom was out here. Uh, uh, <laughs> what you about to say? <laughs> he opened up and said his mom was out here up. Uh, Diking it up out here and all of that, taking <laughs> girls down with the street. So I was like, "Hey, it's cool what it uh, is. Go ahead and do your thug dizzle." Oh my god! So I was like, "Hey, cool. Jay Z's mom's gay. It's all good." And all. I don't care. I'm not the one to judge. About it, it, it up. His, his mom was the original young ma, <laughs> young and May. She was the OG <laughs> of it all. So I was like, "Look, it's cool." Oh god! Like it's, it was just so much to the whole album itself. Like you got something. Like you can't walk away with. I feel uplifted as a black person. I feel like it's definitely one of the we best need albums. Problem. Yeah, we needed it. Like mm-hmm. to me, this is like going to go down. Mm-hmm. Like it may not. Like I'm still debating whether the, uh, 444 or damn are my albums of the year. It's still too early to judge. You know that's going to be my follow up. Exactly, but if anything, I would sit here and say that 444 is going to be like the most important album of probably our generation and generations to come because. Of the message that it brought because at the end of the day like most people not go, most like young like kids younger than us is not going to remember jay-z as like one of the greatest rappers ever mm-hmm. and all that but they're going to remember jay-z as one of the most richest black people to ever do it and just, just at out. the same time just showing us like hey this is how you can at least get close to my level or at least where you just you and your family your future family, future uh, kids, grandkids going to be in a better place for our own people's sake. And I'm like, and that's literally the best thing we could get out of it, too, at the end of the day. I agree. So, culturally, do you think that 444 is more important than damn? Yeah. Literally, it's, it's just as important. Like, damn definitely had a very important message. Uh, more, I feel like it goes more in a more on like self mm-hmm. and either though uh 444 can go self but also it goes expands upon that as well mm-hmm. i agree i feel like um i feel like dan was good but i feel like uh uh for Bloodline, that was like that was something that was like for about the people you feel me Mm-hmm. September first was almost like it was kind of like, it was kind of like same lane as a uh, four forty four when they when you know what I'm saying they was stepping out of themselves to say what needed to be said and albums like that that like takes it takes like time to like read to like resonate with people and they become like yo this is a really important album of the, of that year. This is a really important album of our generation as opposed to just like a good album or a good song that's good for like right now. 
but most of the time, some albums really, you know what I'm saying, it, t- it takes time for each song to make within the people, within the listeners, and then they like just the community and everything. So, uh, yeah, it's albums that, like, I can needs the black community needs albums like that. You know what I'm saying? Good sounding albums that this that says things like that and it educates everybody. You know what I mean? Those those are the ones we we really need to pay attention to. Agreed. I agree. Agree. Whether you like Jay Z or not, like you gotta at least take something from the message and that's the most important major key out of it at the end of the day. It's something to take out of it. Yeah, because he even addresses religion. And <laughs> I know that in this Christian community, Jay-Z, Christians can't, well, older Christians cannot stand Jay-Z nope. because of everything that they feel he represents. But in this yeah. album, he addressed religion and even how Beyonce and his marriage helped him really to learn the power of having a relationship with God and the power of God's healing and how that healing can, you know, it hurt, but once you heal from it, it helps you grow. And so that to me was also very dope because it's just like, just, you know, having been a Christian pretty much all my life and having been around people have been like, you know, Jay-Z is the devil. That's why he calls himself Hope. And that's why he has a song called Lucifer. And if you listen to this lyric, it says this, this, and this. And so just listening to his album and just listening to his growth was also really dope as a young Christian millennial as well. So it was just a great album. I'm still listening to it. Yeah. Definitely. So since you so inspired by a uh, uh, story of OJ, the next mixtape gonna be a woke album. Cause if I could get you a, uh, a hotel onk and everything, my guy, <laughs> if you need it, G, for the album, uh, he uh, made black cover. and proud. He did make black and proud, but I'm, I'm gonna take you up on that. Man. Okay, <laughs> I got black and proud. I got I got black and proud. I got trouble. I got um, got man. Hey, I'm 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 going through a journey. I, you feel me? I'm, I'm learning myself. You feel me? It's not that I don't want to speak on those uh, topics. It's just that the way I go where the music takes me. And maybe I've been going through a lot of things, a lot of soul searching, dealing with myself. You know what I'm saying? Building my relationship with God. You know what I mean? So my music reflects what I'm going through mentally, internally, and externally. You feel me? So I guess I'm in a phase of just getting going through that. Then I, I get I get to a place where I step out of myself and speak on different things because I believe I won't be able to touch things the way I want to until I get myself in order. Mm-hmm. So after I get myself in order, then when, once I step out of that and touch on everything else, it'll come off. You know what I'm saying? How my vision is instead of just rushing everything because I feel like I have to do such and such. So yeah. That's the best way to go at it. That is the best way to go at it at the end of the day. Especially when it comes to this music game, because this is what I'm pretty much learning with the industry, just from talking to people, getting to know people. It's going to find you 
<laughs> like they, it's gonna find you, and you can't be the one searching for it. It's gonna come find you. You just gotta keep doing your thing with your art. That's the best way to go after it. Yeah. That's the best way to go after it. I need and not and I need a recorded version of that song that you did at the youth rally last year. That's all I need, really. Yeah, I've been meaning to get get to that. It's so hard finding like producers to work with who are who click with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's probably the hard to me about being an artist right now. It's finding a producer like 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 you know like a Drake and Forty type thing or like mm-hmm. an Eminem and Ray type. That's what I need. It's seeming like I'm I gotta like do that myself because like I haven't found anybody yet. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I got people who make, I got people who are talented. But it's it's more to that than just having somebody who know how to make beats. Like I need somebody who who gets me. You feel me? Yeah. That's that's what I need. So yeah, um, I've been meaning to record that song. I've been meaning to re- I want to record the song, but I'm gonna perform this year. You know what I'm saying? I want I want to get out of because songs like that is like those are like like the core of me as an artist because it was made from scratch. But yeah, I, don't worry about it. You'll get the first copy. Okay. In due time. Like I said, in due time. And hopefully I'll be able to get FL Studio in the near future. You will, man. In the near future. It's going to come. So, AK, we're going to be back doing with Chris J back on the production tip. We're going to take over the world. No chill media. But. For real. But yeah. But since we're going to, since Kenny brought up religion and relationships, how about you? going to start start up our next topic um sure so i know that we've been together for almost four years now and a common (laughs) a common thread like when i talk to people and people talk to me just about us and our journey is people are always just astounded at many of just the decisions that we make. Like even with, cause we've talked about this on here before, just our decision to be um, abstinent and people are just dumbfounded that us at 24 made that decision. And they're just like, you know, people's favorite example is always, well, how you going to buy a car without touch driving it first? And it's just like, I tell people this. When we first met, our very first conversation, when we were on the phone that night, it was just like we were talking and we were just talking about, it was just an organic conversation that was flowing. And we were just talking about God and our relationship. And at that point, when we had first met, I was trying to strengthen my relationship with God because I was at a point where I had fell off. Because like I said earlier, I've pretty much, you know, been in church all my life. I went to a Christian school. I joined churches. I've been a part of churches and stuff like that. But at the point that we met, I had just got a bad relationship. And so I was trying to just 
reassess my life and I felt like the first major decision that I needed to make was strengthening myself in the Lord and so as we were talking and I was just telling you that and I was just telling you how I felt like the prodigal daughter and stuff like that it just flowed into a deeper conversation and it flowed into us just being very transparent early off about our expectations when it comes to a relationship even if we don't get to that point we were just saying like you know it has to be rooted in God and what we don't want to do because of past relationship um past relationships that we had and that was our very first conversation and then eventually we found our way into a relationship and that's one of the things that have been very constant, just a relationship with God throughout this whole relationship, throughout this engagement. It's just been founded on having a relationship with God. And really, it's been like the only thing that's kept me sane. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that I am not the easiest. I was just talking to one of my friends about this earlier, actually. I know I'm not the easiest person to deal with. I have a very strong personality. I am, I could be very stubborn, I guess. Um, Extremely. <laughs> I, could just, I could just be, you know, a lot. And a lot of people don't really know when they meet me a lot of people don't know how to take me because you you either gonna see one of two things you're gonna see me laughing and smiling or you're just gonna see me with a straight face and so you're not really gonna know like the type of person I am until you get to know me but I don't allow everybody to get to know me and so Christian I know that it's been a journey (laughs) to say the least of you getting to know me and you know peeling back the layers and just I don't know getting into my world because I know I'm not I'm not the type of person that just opens the door it's like hey come on in I'm like no you gotta (laughs) you gotta get to the gate then you gotta get past the dogs that's in the yard and then once you get in the yard you gotta get up the stairs and once you get up the stairs you gotta ring the bell until I open the door and then when I open the door I'm only gonna open the door just a little bit cause I don't let everybody in my house and then when I open the door enough for you to get in you gotta stand right there in the vestibule area cause I don't know if I want you <laughs> All the way in the house, and then you gotta take your shoes I like off. Visual. Yeah, then you gotta take your shoes off before you walk into my house, cause I don't know what kind of dirt you tracking from outside. Then once you actually in the house, it's like okay, now you can come in my kitchen and we can have a seat and we can have an honest conversation. And so, my house is built on the strongest rock ever, which is God, and us making the decision to even be in a relationship we had to have that one common thing everything else about us can be different everything about us you know can be opposites but that was just the one common thing that we had to have that's the one thing I told God like 
okay, you got me out of this last relationship. This next one, we got to have at least this one thing. And it can't be no fake, oh, yeah, you know, God, that's my homie. It can't be that fake stuff. It got to be that real, genuine relationship because I know me. And I know that when life starts to hit you and I go into that dark place, only God can bring me out. So that means that my mate and my partner has to be, has to believe in God and has to know like, okay, God, let me pray for this girl. Cause you know, she crazy and she gonna, she gonna need you. And so that is what pulls me out. Not somebody like, yo, get your, get your stuff together, you know? So I appreciate the fact that, um, our relationship is founded on God. And I know a lot of people that who's not at that point in their life, they don't understand it. So when I explain it to them like that, they like, Oh, that's cute. That makes sense. Okay. That's nice. Whatever. And they just change the subject. But I always love when I come across other people that also have a relationship with God and have found a mate who believes the same thing and who are on the same journey. So that leads me to Chaz and Tierra. So can you guys just, you know, share what it's like to be in a relationship, not only with each other, but with God and how that just helps and makes it easier at times when self and pride gets in the way. Um, well, I'll start off, um, just a little backstory about me and Chaz. We're, like, the different <laughs> people in that, like, I met him when I was, like, 12, and we kind of got together when I was, like, 13, and yes, that is very young, but again, Extremely. it wasn't, like, it was some serious thing, it wasn't like that, it just kind of flowed from, you know, this, um, friendship into just something more, and it was, like, I'm not going to go a lot into my past or whatever, but it just, I don't know. It was just different than anything um, I could ever imagine because, like, even Chad to tell you, like, he was going through a lot like, when we first got mm. together, but now we, like, still stay together. And just for, you know, reference, I'm 20. So imagine, like, that's seven years. Like, that's a long time. We literally, like, grew up together, like, in, um, in God. And, like, I, when I first um, met Chaz, I wasn't, like, a Christian for my whole life. Like, I knew God. I knew who he was. I knew you should believe in him. But I didn't know anything about the Bible. I didn't know, you know, a lot. And so my grandma encouraged me, you know, to go to church. And so when I first met him, I was like, you could, you can ask that. Like, I was reading my Bible all the time. Like, nothing that I don't. But, like, I was really, like, going in. Like, this was something that I was passionate about. I had never experienced anything like that before ever in my life. Like somebody who could love you even when you didn't love yourself or like loved you even before, you know, it's just everything. Like just that, learning about God was the greatest decision that I ever made in my life. And just to experience that with somebody um, like Chaz and it was just amazing. But 
I will say that being in a relationship with someone who also believes in God is completely different than just being in a relationship like like nowadays, you know, because at some point you want to be mad, you want to be selfish, and say, you know, I probably was right in this situation and they don't understand me, but you have to remember the love of God. Like, would God do that in that situation? Um, and you have to kind of look at it from that perspective, like loving somebody unconditionally, no matter, you know, what the case is, no matter what the, you know, disagreement was about. Like, you're you're going to be that person that makes the first step to say, hey, you know, I was probably wrong, or just get over it. You know, like, it's not worth, you know, doing on it because you care about that person and the only thing you want to, you know, um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> the only thing you want to do is, you know, with that person. Like, it's not worth the argument. It's not worth, you know, holding a grudge over something because being with somebody for seven years, that's crazy. Like, yeah. it has to be a lot of, like, each other. You know what I mean? Like, learning what they don't like, what they do like, what makes them happy or what makes them irritated. And that was, like, one of the biggest things, like, we um, had to learn, like, what doesn't she like? Like, what am I doing that she doesn't like? And not like the, oh, this person isn't right for me. Like, it's just simple things that annoy somebody. But, you know, it's not going to change their love for you. You know what I mean? Um, So that was, like, a long-winded answer. But I would say, like, being with somebody who is a Christian is completely different because, again, like you said, Kenny, you have somebody who's praying for you. If you go through a trial or something like that, you see that person going through that trial, you're going to be that person on their side, on the sidelines, you know, encouraging them, like, you can get through this. This is only a test. This is only, you know, your um, dry season for a moment, but in the end you're going to get out of it if you keep praising God, if you keep you know, believing in God, trusting in God, you have somebody who is interceding for you. Like, that's a big thing. Like, that's a really big thing, especially nowadays with, like, how we were talking about earlier with mental health in the black community. Like, you need somebody praying for you. You need somebody encouraging you um, through your darkest hours. Like, that's just a really amazing thing. And I just really appreciate Chad because, like, his heart is amazing. And it just, he showed me every day the love of God. Like, that, that's a big statement. That's a really big statement. So I'm going to stand by that. Like, he shows me the love of God because I be like you, Kenny. I'm stubborn. Okay. Like, if I don't like you, okay, that's it. <laughs> like, even with that, even with that, he still, you know, what's wrong? What can I do? Like, you know, stuff like that. So it's a really big difference. I would say that. Mm. What you got to say? <laughs> yeah. You're right. You really start... <laughs> I know it's it's like she said, said it. that thing. Like we basically met, we met at the church, but at the time we wouldn't like you know what I'm saying in church or so, like our relationship with God wasn't like really established. And I grew up at Elon, so. I was always in church, but my relationship with God didn't start until I met her. Mm-hmm. And we was, uh, you know what I'm saying? We was in our little relationships and woo with this and woo with that. And uh, God was just like, you know, I want you to get to know me. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I, was, uh, I wasn't really paying attention to, like, what's my relationship with God. So, like, I, I, like, I remember, like, it was yesterday, like, um, I would just start to go into my closet and just begin to talk to God about, like, 
whatever. And at first, when you start doing that, it seems like you're talking to a wall. you just like, why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? But God was like, you know, I want to, I see, you know, if you're going, if you're going to keep, if you're going to be diligent and if you're going to keep trying to build this thing in me, you know what I'm saying? So I kept doing it every day. I just go in my closet and talk about anything and everything. And then shortly but, shortly but surely, my relationship with God began to form. I still wasn't perfect. I was far from perfect. Mm-hmm. But, I, but my relationship with God was created, and all of my life is completely different after that. And um, and I knew that when I met Sierra, like, I just, I was certain about myself and, like, relationships. Like, we was young. And so, but I knew that I wanted God in this because I was like, if I don't put God in this, I don't know what's going to happen to it. It, it, it could lead tomorrow. It's something could, like, fall apart. And I and I knew that I didn't want, I didn't want to lose that connection. I didn't want to lose that person. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that we had something that I didn't want to let go of. And so I would pray for her every night. I would pray for wisdom. I would pray for uh, confidence. I would pray for, you know what I'm saying, protection. Like, God, just... Lead me, lead us, lead us closer to you. Wherever you're going to take this relationship, I want you to lead it because, like, I'm not smart enough to do this by myself. I know everything yet. So I would pray every night in the dark. I'd be crying sometimes. I'd be praying so hard. You know what I'm saying? And, like, today, I'm seeing those prayers be answered because, like, I legit have somebody who I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like, it's not two people. It's just one person. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I got to and when I step out of it, I look at it, I'm like, yo, I really got somebody, you know what I'm saying, like down for me. And it blows my mind. I guess like my first time meeting her or something. You know what I'm saying? That happened like, you know what I'm saying, on a random day. And um, it's, it's not hard either. You know what I'm saying? Once you really find somebody, when you know when your relationship with God is real and you find somebody now on the same page about that, the whole being abstinent, the whole, you know what I'm saying, staying away from this and that, it's not hard at all. Mm-hmm. And people saying it's hard because they, they, they thinking, they're looking at it from a worldly point of view. Like, I'll be at school and people will look at me so crazy. Like, <laughs> they minds just blown. Like, you in college, you look good. You're like 21 years old, 22. Like, bro, what is you doing? I'm like, y'all don't understand. Like, y'all don't, that's it. Y'all don't understand. That's all you can do. Because if you try to talk to them about it, it's like y'all can be going in circles. They just don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, but, but like I said, it's, it's God. I'll be completely honest with y'all. Like, my three years being in college and being my senior year, I have not went through, like, no temptation, no storm, or anything like that because, like I said, it's not hard once you find that person. Yeah. It's like, what else am I fighting for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's what it is, man. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Most definitely is, man. Like, for me, and like for me, it was just like. I pray like literally y'all like you two already like, all, well, all three of us know my like how my past relationship was and Chaz you definitely know like all the <laughs> details and the shenanigans and stuff like that. Kenny you definitely know and you harbor a grudge. I wanna say you harbor a grudge, but but you ready to pull up on site. But um but it's just like after that relationship failed and like and that relationship brought me to church brought me to you guys and 
just brought me around just great people and just YouTube and the YouTube saying y'all relationship like how God was in clearly in y'all relationship and y'all two three years younger than me I looked up to y'all relationship and I tell people like I like only a few people know that like like it was it was like it took, it took a young teenage relationship for me to sit there and like no I want God in my relationship dead ass in a way. Literally, I want God in my relationship. Dead ass. That's just how my faith is. So it's like literally, like, dang, man. Like, I want that type of thing that Chaz and Sierra got where it's not like, I don't like, where literally, like, y'all legit got a love for each other. Because, like, of course, like, you want somebody, relationship where love is there. But, like, God's God's love is present amongst both of y'all and it shines through it and all of that. And that's why I really want it. So, like, when after that, uh, poor excuse of relationship ended and like I was just on my like on my Drake take care poor uh, poor sorry sap in the corner just sad about it and that's when I just that's where my relationship with God just grew itself Where and I just let it all go to God where I was like yo this is what I want like literally I would spend like an hour two hours in my freaking uh, bathroom at my old crib just like talking to God, just talking to God about uh-huh. stuff and all of that. Like every night, just in the, in the bathroom for like an hour, two hours before I go to bed, talking to God about, Hey, this is like, Hey, this was going on in my life. This is what I need. This is what I want. This is who I want in my next girlfriend who I told God, like, I want literally my next relationship that you have for me. I want that to be my final relationship that you have for me because I don't want to deal with heartbreak no more. I don't want to dip, be in that sad place no more ever again over no woman because like heartbreak ain't no fucking joke nah. gee it's not especially for a man and like literally the thoughts that the that the devil would just bring to brought to me it it literally was crazy like that it was crazy for me so it's just like yo and i was like god i don't want to feel that no i don't want to deal with those thoughts i don't want to deal with those temptations no more of like killing myself over a girl or just like going up pulling up on her and her crib like yo what's the hell's wrong with you why you don't want to take me back stuff like that so it was like I didn't want to deal with stuff like that so like I let it all God know like hey check it out this is what I want this is what I this is like I let it all go to God and then literally like two three years later Kenny's here in the picture and like for me to just be able to open up to her about that like way before (laughs) way before me and her like legit dated like officially became a couple i knew this was the she was the one from jump i was like yo like the way i'm able to open up to her and she's actually opened up to me was like to me it was scary but at the same time i knew like it was definitely scary for her but it was, like for me i was like yo this is legit about to be wop the bam and all of that and like immediately i was like all right yo the repertoire, all in that, y'all gone, B. That's it. It's gone. It's done. <laughs> like that. Like that same day, it was done. Like those, I had to close those closets. They were done, and all that. And like at that point, I'm at, I'm at Columbia, and all of that. And I was like, there was a couple of chicks I was messing with, and all of that. And like not in the like, you know, be wild freaky type sense. Some of them wanted that wild freaky with the boy, but at the same time. <laughs> But okay, move on. Everybody else was all sweet. Look, mine is real. I know, but this is how I am. 
this is how I am. So it's like, so I, like, yeah. So it's just like for me, it was just like, no, okay, God got something better for me because like, I, it was just like I would know from jump, like God, this ain't the one for me. She's trying to wop the band with the kid. She know I gotta be at Wednesday night service at seven o'clock. Peace. I ain't trying to do this before I go to a uh, seven o'clock Wednesday night service. No. And all of that. And no, not oh my God. and using Scott Pilgrim is not gonna work. But what? Yeah, I know. But when I met Kenny, I knew I had like literally all of that, like every single one of them had to be cut off. Like and the someone the explanations, the ones who got one, they were mad, being like, So you wanted a church girl? I'm like, Yeah, duh. I told you that from jump. And you wasn't gonna oblige. So like, okay. Like it ended. Like it just ended, and that was the way it was. It ended. It had to end. So, so yeah, and then when I met Kenny, it was just like everything flowing the right way, like how and I just felt at peace when I met you. Like, it was just so much peace in my heart, like, oh, yeah, like, there was no questions. There was no uh, doubt in my mind and all of that. And just, like, when things started fully wheels of turning, I knew, like, yeah, that's why I was so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And all that team, like, hey, we off the bam, your prop, the lady from Proverbs thirty one, and all of that, and yeah, did it scare you? Yeah, because yeah. it did, but at the same time, it worked out <laughs> at the in the long run because I won and you won at the end of the day. Yeah, you was a stalker. I don't want to say I was a stalker. You stalk, you still listen to my radio show, even though you disappeared for like two weeks. Bae. I would tell you, like, okay, I need some time. I, I got to figure this out because you're coming on a little strong. And you'll be like, okay. And then you'll still text me good morning every day. Good morning, my beautiful lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> then you sent, like, after a month hey, Chris, of us having a conversation, he'll be like, he was like, happy anniversary and i'm so and happy and you were happy about it too you no still, you, yes, freaked, you no you freaked me out and we had only been having conversations for a month and on that month you said happy anniversary i'm so happy i found you you're a very special lady and it freaked me out because i was like yo this nigga crazy i gotta go and you crazy too because you <laughs> to my radio show as well <laughs> weekly you my radio. Show. Exactly. And you woke and you don't like waking up in the morning. See, it's like the little signs that you did that made me come off still strong because I knew I had you and all that. And at the same time you knew I you had me wrapped around your finger too. You still listen to my radio show. You don't like waking up first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you woke up six in the morning just to listen to my radio show every morning on Thursdays and all of that. So I knew I won at the end of the day. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, you you went through, we, we just had that little rough part, but things went smooth from there. Mm-hmm. Everything went smooth from there, and we're blessed by it. Absolutely. We're truly blessed by it. Absolutely. So this is where I extend another altar call. For all you young <laughs> and old, and you know what, all ages, if you are aspiring to be in a relationship and you need a good foundation but don't know where to start, come to Elam. Come to Elam Christian Church family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I heard the two guys say, you can start by going in the closet, going in the bathroom, going mm-hmm. in your sacred, quiet place 
and just talking to God too. You know what I'm saying? And just letting mm-hmm. him show you where he will take your life. Now that don't mean that it won't be no trials or tribulations. Oh, it's gonna come. <laughs> the devil gonna try to come hard. <laughs> he gonna come hard. It just yep. means that you have a steady person that will always be next to you and God like that will not leave you or forsake you. And even though you're going through a test, he's always right there. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say um, something else. And this is not to bash anybody or judge anybody who decides to make a different decision than what I'm about to say. Like, I support whatever you want to do in your, you know, relationship life or whatever. If you want to date multiple people, like, your life like you do what you gotta do um to make you happy but from my perspective from my opinion i just feel like having one person that you genuinely like know like the back of your hand like getting to know somebody not just trying to you know gain something out of it for yourself out of relationship or whatever like trying to really put in something relationship to see what you can get out of it with that one person and like rock with that person no matter what like that is so rewarding at the end of the day and like find somebody who you know loves you for you not the way you look not the way you know what you wear all obvious and like in this generation honestly you kind of have to say that because a lot of people they look at looks or they look at you know the mind the heart and all that stuff um, and finding somebody who, like I said, love like God loves you. Like, if you do something crazy, they're not just going to drop you up and down. They're not going to, you know, run away or something like that. It's not, I ain't talking about, like, extreme stuff. But <laughs> um, just, like, finding somebody who genuinely loves you. Like, I I think people need to really look at some things to me. One is that because them towards God, you're not telling them, you know, pushing them away from God, like the love, 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 is really pushing them to the ultimate love, you know, to God. Um, but another type of love is love in a traditionally a good way, like, you know, even if they one day get on your nerves, even if they didn't do something that you like, like, it's that you still going to love them, and it, it's a sacrifice. It's not about you two. At that moment, you might not want to, you know, talk to them, um, be the bigger person, but you do it because you love them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really big thing, but that's what y'all have to say. Like, you don't always have to be with multiple people. And, again, I respect whatever decision you make, but for me, for me, quality is the biggest thing, the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. But yeah, like I definitely agree with Tierra. And if you get offended by it, so what? Because I'm sorry. As a group, <laughs> it is even before I met Kenny, I finally just started talking to uh, chicks again because I was just bored. Talking about chicks, women. Thank you. Okay, started talking <laughs> to women again because uh, I was bored. It's kind of hard just trying to entertain multiple women. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know how some dudes do it. And women are expensive. Good thing I never blew money on none of them. But women are expensive. I don't think guys understand that. Women are expensive. 
Look at Usher as a prime example. Oh, he out here passing out herpes to women. <laughs> and he's throwing out men's adoptions. Oh, no. Women are expensive. <laughs> about passing okay. out herpes like a little herpes to you yeah, literally literally <laughs> passing out herpes so this is my thing so it's like some this is why jay-z jay-z finally realized yo i'm missing out on money when i could be throwing that to a uh, blues uh scholarship fund in my twin in my twins scholarship funds and just trust mm-hmm. and stuff like Girl, that oh. instead of just having them like yo shut up mm-hmm. and all that here's some hush money shut up and don't write a book but literally but literally, like, women are expensive, guys. And with Kenny, she's expensive. She's expensive. Chaz, I'm pretty sure. Tara's expensive, especially now she's vegan. Salads are expensive. <laughs> so it's just like. Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Honestly. Vegetarian. Uh, God gave me a revelation on that. The whole having multiple women thing. It was a minute ago. I dreamed. Uh, I ain't gonna try to explain a dream to you because my dreams be abstract. He was telling me, yo, he was like, yo, having my people, guys make it seem like having multiple women, they glorify that, you know what I'm saying? But honestly, it takes maturity to only handle one woman. Mm-hmm. It's way harder than one woman to have having multiple females. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like I just, I know what you're saying when you said it was hard, but honestly, but it's like it's it's easy to handle multiple females because you're not trying, mm-hmm. you're not put you're not putting nothing you're not taking nothing out of yourself to put mm-hmm. into them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But when you, when you're trying to handle one person, you're trying to you're trying to figure that person out. You know what I'm saying? And you fail multiple times. You're gonna get frustrated a lot. That's why dudes don't do relationships because they ain't got to do nothing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like I got that revelation. I don't know why he gave it to me. <laughs> hey, that means somebody somebody's gonna listen and be like, "Dang, this dude is right." Yeah. That's real. I told about it. Giving a relationship advice, and I told him about that, and it just like word up. That's real. Somebody's gonna need that. Literally, somebody's gonna, somebody who's listening is gonna end up needing to hear that. Some, probably one of my uh, listeners from United Kingdom. Shout out to my United Kingdom listeners. Shout out to you. Hey. Yo yo. Exactly, but well, that was a very deep conversation we had. So we're gonna go back to the fun aspect of the show as we close out. So uh, I got a trash Facebook friend this week. Actually, this week's trash Facebook friend is one of mine. Oh dang! Oh okay, Kenny's trash Facebook friend. So Woo! instead of a trash Facebook friend from Christian's list, this person is from my friend list. Because it just pissed me off when I saw this. So, her status says, I asked God for $1,000 and I'll go to church this Sunday. Guess who won $1,000 on a $1 scratch off and ain't going? Then she put the angel emoji and emoji with her tongue out. Then she says, finessed him, laughing emoji. Sis. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. Oh, is this serious? Yes. So, you know. Like, she did us. She very serious. So, I just, (laughs) it pissed me off when I read it because I'm just like, why do people think they finessing God? Because guess what? You can't finesse God because God is the ultimate finesse. The OG finesse. And if anything, (laughs) 
God gave you that a thousand dollars for those six kids you got, even though you twenty four got six kids, three different baby daddies. Okay, oh, sis, he didn't give you that thousand dollars for you. He did that for those innocent babies that was unfortunate to have been born to you. But you know what? I'm not gonna go in too hard on you because you know everybody got a different journey in life. But don't ever in your life think that you finessing God because you're not. Because when your back's against the wall, who you gonna call? You gonna call Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's gonna allow you to go through a test just to show you how what a dumbass you really are. Like, I hate when people do that. Like, she talk about finesse him. And then somebody commented, it's right here, babe. Then somebody commented, like, you just unlocked uh, young, young, scooter. young Scooter, which I didn't understand. I guess he's a finesse or something. But I'm not in these streets enough. Maybe Tierra can break it down. I'm not in these streets <laughs> <laughs> enough to understand that one. But I was just like, it really pissed me off for a second. But I was just like, you know what? When she goes through that test, she gonna realize like, damn, that was that was dumb as hell of me to say, and I can't wait to see that status where she been like, I learned that you can't finesse God, and you know, I just it just pisses me off when people say stupid shit like that because it's just Sister like buddy. I told you to censor me earlier. Um, it's just like you can't finesse God. You know what I'm saying? Like you think you got the last laugh until you just wake up one day and God's just like not did I tell you (laughs) (laughs) or God forbid you die and you go to heaven like what's up God and he gonna spit you You out finessed me like he just gonna spit you out don't even know your name Jesus gonna put his thumb down be like like, you try to finesse my pops but that's just like (laughs) The scariest thing to me to just get to heaven and you be smiling and then God just like looks the other way like he don't even know you and Jesus just kind of like Jesus Kanye shrugged like Like, that's just oh that's just a scary thought in itself so I pray for you sis because that's whoo that's that's a scary thought you know I'm sorry but you said she got six kids yes. And one actually one of, and the only reason I didn't really go in on her like I wanted to when I first saw it is because one of her kids are in the hospital right now because uh, they had a seizure, and so so that's that thousand dollars is going to those medical bills. Yeah. See, see, that's this is how the de- devil operates. See, you should have went to church, tied that hundred. You still got nine hundred, right? So you good. But now you, that that God took no not God. God didn't put that kid in the hospital. I'll pray for that kid right now in the name of Jesus for healing. But at the same time, that was like, all right, cool. That thousand is mine. So uh, I'm uh, I'm taking that whole thousand off you, cuz. And at the same time, is she from Chicago? Yes. There's many Chicago Run women it. who are the ultimate scheming masters. So she <laughs> thought she could finesse and scheme on God. God like, nah. Like, uh, nah, you ain't finesse me. You just, nah, I can't really protect your, uh, your thousand because you didn't give me a hundred. So just for that, you could at least give me fifty. I would have been cool off fifty probably. But but since I can't take that thousand, my, uh, Satan, uh, his uh, his old ugly ass gonna sit there and be like, "Yo, check it out. I'm about to do something OC. Regret it." Talking about yo, check it out. Literally, that's how Satan pulls up. Be like, "Yo, check it out. Kid got the seizure, and as sad as it is, literally, it was like, yo, because you did not tie that thousand. And you oh, said you was gonna finesse uh, God. No." 
No, no, that's not cool. And it's good that Kenny has OC uh, Facebook friends. Yeah, it really dude, is. I went to high school with her. Oh yeah, and she went to Kenwood too, and Kenwood's don't home you, of a lot of the scammers of Chicago. Christian Jefferson. You're gonna have I'll to call Kenwood. Y'all have roaches in y'all school. No, everybody got roaches. Kiri, Tierra, did Kiri have roaches? Uh, had no roaches, Daryl. Had no roaches. Exactly. So <laughs> oh, we had roaches. Oh, <laughs> we had rats. Ew. Why? Yeah, dang. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I can imagine. Swim. You walk in the, you open your locker Swim. Ralph Allison and you like, yo, what's good, rat? What's poppin'? He hands you your butt. Like I ate your snacks. I'm sorry, bro. You had some cheeses in there, man. I just couldn't resist. Oh my God. <laughs> hey man, that nigga was a substitute teacher. Said <laughs> <laughs> so what's poppin', man? Yeah, uh, the English teacher uh, yeah, not gonna make it. I take over. Oh my god! What you doing here, man? Right, was like, yo, man, open the book, uh, open the literature books to uh, page thirty-eight, man. We about to talk about uh, pronouns and stuff, my guy. <laughs> How do you do this, bro? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I went to school. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, once again, as always, you know, just because you make I'll one mistake. Exactly. Just because you make one mistake, it don't mean that that has to be your life, sis. You know, even though you too old, you can still go down and visit Living Proof. Guess what Living Proof is at Elam Christian Church, 2735 West 79th Street. Just, you know, come visit, take a seat in the sanctuary, send your kids to Sunday school. It's just, you know, we can pray for you. Exactly. Or you just Facebook message me. I didn't even say your name, but you probably know who I am. You know, so it's just, it's okay. It's okay at the end of the day. It's, it's a place of refreshment, man. It's an <laughs> oasis of refreshments, man. It's fire, man. Exactly. And so, proceeding there, we're going to do the good old classic take a seat segment. And we got to get some music to play right here. I know. I'm going to work on that. Uh, I'm going to just have a little instrumental and just be like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, take a seat. Hey, hey, ooh, hey. But anyway, uh, so who's taking a seat this week? Ooh, ooh. But anyway, who's taking a seat this week is a very Twitter famous feminist who's just took a, a great amount of L's this week and being exposed and it's beautiful because she said that she was going to tell the aliens when they invade Earth that black men are trash and that scares me because I don't want to be zapped because I already got to worry about the police zapping my black ass. But now I got to worry about the aliens uh, zapping me because you want to sit there and lie and say that black men, well, there are trash black men, that black men are trash to aliens. You're supposed to have our backs, sis. But I guess not. But Feminista Jones, we're getting her up out of here. Solely because she out here lying, <laughs> lying to the world, talking about, uh, yeah, my car got repoed. It's in the uh, whop the bam. I need two hundred fifty dollars. You tell me you don't got two hundred fifty dollars. Maybe you, she don't. What? Well, then she needs to uh, up her prices for her whop the bam, mm-hmm. uh, for her uh, her cause of being a feminist and all of that. Cause literally, I guess Twitter feminism don't pay enough and. So, yeah, she could take a seat for that because people exposed her and said, yeah, she need she needed that $250 because she got pregnant by a white man named Jim Bob from the South. Jim and, 
I'm just naming Buddy ass because I really don't know his name. But she got exposed. Whoa. You got a cousin named Jim Bob. We call, his real name's James. Okay. So literally, he's going by James. I'm going to call him James on this episode. Okay. But a white folks named Jim Bob probably. And he got a pregnancy. He don't want no parts of, no, of your black ass kid because he's racist. <laughs> and he was like, hey, all right, go ahead and abort that kid. She was like, okay, I'm going to abort this white man's kid. And she needed to. But black men are trash. Exactly. So, and then literally, and but black men are trash. You you had sex with a white dude, and right. he don't want your baby, and he, he told you to abort <laughs> it. And you, you proceed to ask Twitter for two hundred and fifty dollars. You asked Twitter for two hundred and fifty dollars, and nobody from Twitter gave you two hundred and fifty dollars. She has the biggest following of head ass women on Twitter, and nobody gave her two hundred and fifty dollars. I wasn't going to give her $250 unless the guy told me to. But I don't have $250 to spend on nobody because I'm getting married next week. I mean, two weeks from now. Absolutely. So, so I'm broke in a technical sense. Uh, but at the same time, Feminist Jones, take this seat. Hold this L for the culture because I'm doing this for all of the great black men of America and all of that and all the great black men across the world because we're not trash. You got to get a football um, on the drop, G. Now it's Pump Master Flex get the bomb. You gotta oh, drop yeah, the L on him. You just right. drop the L. You like you just hear a big old thud, and it says L, and all of that. And literally, see, once, wow. once things oh. get, once I get like uh, FL Studio and stuff like that, things gonna come. It's gonna get better. It's gonna get better, y'all. So please donate to the fund and all of that. I am. I do have a PayPal. Please donate a dollar. Every dollar counts. Dollar more anything. <laughs> Even though like fifty percent, even though ten cent that's going to ties, but that's fine with that. But, mm-hmm. but anyway, because we tithe, we tithe, we are tithers. We give. <laughs> Giving is good because I need my money saved, protected, that anointed, all yes, of that overflow, compound interest. Exactly, because it's gonna come back. I always do. Tenfold. Hundred thousandfold return. But anyway, I think Pastor would be proud of this episode. He would, except for a few parts. But you know, overall, all the promotion we got, low key. I should ask. Uh, he gonna sit there and be like, "Yo, low key." We um, should put an ad in uh, the, the ad church. book. Yeah. <laughs> the ad book, low key. Like, yeah, we just promoted the podcast like fifty times on this episode. We promote almost every other, every episode we do. Yeah, promote. every episode need an altar call. Exactly, because people need it. So we all need it here. I most know definitely. I so, this is another episode of No Chill on the Podcast. Woo-hoo. It's probably going to be another gap between episodes because we just want to do an episode before the wedding. Yes. It may be an impromptu episode next week at my bachelor party. Possibly is the key word. Anything is possible. You going to take your mic? We could figure it out off cue. We could just do it off somebody's broken laptop or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but episode 13 will definitely be coming. Well, well, me and Kenny will be married by the time episode 13 yes. will drop. So, that'll be a very fun episode itself. Mm-hmm. And But we definitely appreciate Chaz and Tara for being on here. Yes, we appreciate you guys so, for rocking do. with us today. So, yeah, uh, y'all want to, once again, uh, want to give any shout-outs to anybody in particular? And don't forget to plug your social media. Social media, your SoundCloud, your YouTube, any of those thumb, thug dizzles, go ahead your and plug Facebook that as well. Because Tara just started a new facebook page so you guys can follow me on youtube i spelled my name wrong earlier okay i forgot <laughs> so my youtube is simply 
My user is simply shy. Shy is spelled S H A I. You can follow me on Instagram at shy simply S H A I simply, and you can find me from any of my any of my other social media and Instagram. So, yeah. Hey, you said on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Um, y'all can find me at Chaz Vibe on everything. That's C H A Z. D-I-B-E, that's YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Look me up. I just dropped this Magnolia remix, you feel me? Mixtape coming, <laughs> mix coming 2018. I can change it in a year. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Support your boy. You're making history. I just want to also shout out my friend. Her name is Milana Bass. You can probably find her on Facebook. She is I don't even want to say up and coming because she's been an artist since I've known her in eighth grade, seventh grade. And she has beautiful pieces that celebrate black culture, black love, black life, everything. Um, just support her art. And you should really check her out. Check her out. Her name is Milana, M-E-L-A-N-A, Bass, B-A-S-S. And look for her name because she's going to be up there with Picasso and all them other greats, Okay. Um, but yeah. Cool. All right, cool. Appreciate you guys being on here. And this is your boy Chris J. You can follow me on Twitter at deep underscore Chris underscore J. Follow your boy. I'll be on some OC stuff. I'll mm-hmm. always retweet an OC stuff. So okay. if you want to just laugh, just see some OC stuff, and with a mix of some positivity, please feel free to follow your boy on Twitter. Do not slide in my DMs unless you're talking about business. Absolutely. Almost. Exactly. Pull up gonna be fierce because it's not even gonna be me typing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, make sure you follow the SoundCloud. Uh, no chill on the podcast. Search it, subscribe, like everything. And once again, shout, I just want to definitely give a shout out to my international listeners. Like I told Woo-hoo. some dudes from Canada at work to check out the podcast. They legit. I saw a whole bunch of Toronto listeners. I'm like, yo, buddy, sharing and stuff. That's love right there. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to the United Kingdom, man. That's love. Shout out to y'all. And this is Kenny G. You can follow me on Twitter at the Kenny G, T-H-E-E-K-E-N-N-E-G. I have actually started tweeting more like I promised I would. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, follow me. I'll continue to tweet as long as I remember. Pretty much. And make sure you also like the Facebook page, No Chill on the Podcast. Easy search, No Chill on the Podcast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is your boy Chris J. Thanks for listening. Energy, y'all. Peace and love. Woo! See ya. Yeah. 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 Chaz vibe. Yeah. 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 Look. I don't even know where to start. I took the rawest form of expression and turned it to art. My verses weapons like Tony, that's Montana Stark. And I don't care about these haters, they just playing their part. Cameras rolling, I ain't trying to mess with the order. They say a sorta, kinda decent with it, I was like sorta. See, they dumb their compliments down cause they don't feel important. I just feel bad, they really try to have the distortion. Look, you don't really gotta say nothing. Cause I already know, disabled, handicapped, I was still running. I hate you gotta force them just to feel something. Acting like they down with you like 
like you about to film something Like I'm dealing with some theater majors I'm reiterating the dialogue you see in the pages I look at the fortune and think Who really need to be famous? That fame can be nameless I got the talent, passion, you name it It's time to end up on that nominated list When they name them Make them sick and hearing about me They gon' deal with the changes I waited on this for so long I'm at one with my patience God forbid that I act on all this pent up aggression Pissed up perfection My lyrics like they came out the rectum I know what I'm saying Gon' one day make them dance like Beckham. So many people came for me but didn't come out successful Saw that I was a rock and thought the intent was too stressful Looked inside my mind and saw my thoughts could twist like a pretzel Forgot who they was dealing with, it's not a thing to refresh you A lot of things you have behind but they don't seem to protect you I'm just into cooking rappers like they Hansel and Gretel My wrist work make the mix good I really gotta watch my intake on this, I'm still trying to look good You see I guess I'd rather eat than starve It's getting to that point where the struggle's gone too far I'm about to take it to that point they think I've gone too far I ain't settling for a cloud if I'm going for stars That's my problem at first, but I done changed by far If I don't make it by this year, y'all better call on God And if I make it by this year, y'all better call on God Sleeping on my friend's floor, I'm just waiting on God It's not a problem to me, it's just a process to me I just keep going, why? Cause wasn't no one stopping for me All in my face, man, they wasn't even looking at me I be on top like they wasn't even looking for me But low key, it's all working for me It's all going according to plan that makes it more deserving for me And when that day come, just remember, you heard it from me Like, what do you mean? I already read the script to the scene There's a Grammy waiting for me and my pockets is green Overflow, it's gonna roll over to my team Was naive at first, but see, this is no longer a dream I'm out the bed with it, relaxing, just ain't fitting for me I never needed no one to make a decision for me I know what I want, I'm going for it diligently And giving credit where it's due If it wasn't for God, I would've never made it through The fact that I'm still here tells me every battle's a victory And every day is new Unable to give in, I just had to see it through But everything happens for a reason My harvest is coming, you can tell it's my season I gotta keep going, I can't turn back, that's treason This wasn't me last year, the past can be misleading Be for me will turn you vegetarian to vegan I'll get it if I need it I mean, I can draw it out as if I seen it Post on Instagram and have them acting like they seen it That's hindsight bias, but I don't care, so I'm agreeing School ain't for me, but I don't care, cause I'm a genius The campus is my canvas, I'ma show you what insane is Mess you up so bad, you forget where your lane is Lyrics so vital, hit you right where your vein is Making sure you know what my name is C-H-A-Z, find it on the paper with the pavement Flow so solid, had to pull it off the pavement Remember one semester, we were struggling to pay rent Ready for the day, I hear it's payday from my agent Buy my mom a new crib, like what is a mortgage? Oh, you think you shining? I'll show you a shortage Put you on a smorgage with the rest of them rappers Then save you for the morning, and then I'll be straight My takeoff is coming, but if I get there late, then I'm late You dropping songs and doing nothing but saving me place where the sun go it seems like i'm throwing some shade i may listen to the hatred just to get entertained i'ma step into the game and it'll get rearranged got my photo on fade now i'm running they fade it's chad's vibe when you hear it and the vibe and it's great